with Dr. Simone right here on TDN Radio. So of course it is a great pleasure to be back with you for another episode of Untapped Potential. This is where we stop by each and every week to get powered up and energized for the week ahead and to remind ourselves of the important life goals that we have set out for ourselves. So the idea behind Untapped Potential, Push Past 10 and everything that we do on this program is consistency. With so many of us having so many important life goals, we ask the question here, how are you being consistent with those life goals? And if you're saying, well, not quite, <laughs> then this is the program for you because this is where we come together and just remind ourselves of what do we need to do next in order to achieve our goal? Do we have a to-do list set out? Do we have a plan? Are we making those phone calls, sending those emails, are doing what it takes, whether it is being more consistent with exercise, whether it is um, looking for that new career, or going back to school. How are we working on those goals that we have set out for ourselves? So it is great to be back with you for another episode of Untapped Potential. We have another great program for you ahead. Um, our conversation today will surround a small business. We have so many small businesses in Dominica and yet we see so many young men struggling to get by in Dominica. So I thought I would invite a panel of young men to provide inspiration and support and to encourage other young men to potentially get into small business so that they can get off the streets, they can find something productive to do so they can move their lives forward. So that will be our conversation um, today uh, on Untapped Potential. And we always like to start the program on a note of gratitude. So what are you grateful for? Uh, we're quickly seeing the end of the summer here in Georgia. Uh, this week is actually the last week of summer, if you can believe it. Uh, this week is the last week of summer, uh, today being July 25th. 2023. So Sophia is back to school. Uh, let's see. Nope. It looks like she has one more week. So I'm sure she's happy about that. So she will be back in school about August. Let's take a look at the calendar. About August 8th, she should be back to school. So we are grateful for a wonderful summer. We're grateful that we got to enjoy some family time. We're grateful that we got to travel. We're grateful for health and for each other. So always remember that you woke up this morning. That is already something to be grateful for. So let's always remember to begin each week on a note of gratitude. So yes, so we have another power-packed hour for you today on Untapped Potential. Um, after the interview, remember to stay tuned for our tip of the week as we move along with the program. So as we get ready to begin the program, let us kick off with this number from Nasio Fountain, Dominica's very own Nasio Fountain, Wanna Go Home, one of my all-time favorite songs. So let's enjoy this number from Mr. Nasio Fountain. And then we will go straight into our pre-recorded interview on the role of small businesses in Dominica and how do we motivate and inspire, especially our young men. So let's enjoy this number and then stay tuned for the interview. Joe! 
children home Wanna go home Home Oh Yes, children home Got to go home Yeah We've been trodden from Subject to master's feet, so bliss, so we wanna go. Yeah, we are a people and slept and sold, scattered through the earth. Jacob is calling his children. and the implications of unemployment of be, or being underemployed in Dominica. So let us go back to you, uh, Jeffrey. Again, we're starting with you, and I'm keeping a watch on the time for you as well. So tell us about your business, what line of work that you're into, how you got started, what caused you to be interested in that particular field. Yes, um, so like everybody knows, a lot of people know me by now. But uh, they never know that uh, I've always been into construction. Uh, my dad was a builder. My uncles were builders. Um, actually, used to stay in Antigua for a long time. And uh, that's where I learned a lot of construction. And then um, I just found the passion for building. I was really passionate for, you know, looking at how things get constructed, bridges, houses. And I always took a keen interest in that um, as a child, like from the age of nine. I already knew I wanted to build houses uh, when I grew up. So I just, um, I, you know, I applied myself, most importantly, to learning the craft. So I had the opportunity um, while I was in Antigua to work from the ground in the mud, digging the trenches, you know, mixing the, mud, the mortar. We actually built um, a hotel here, a five-star hotel called Hermitage Bay Hotel. I always say that being in a hotel, just cottages, it's, I always say that was like my construction university. And uh, by the time I was done working there, I could pretty much build a house from the ground up. I had the knowledge to do it, thanks to my uncle. And uh, I migrated to the US. Uh, I became a construction manager. Because, uh, you know, although I love construction, I always knew I 
kind of stay working in the field all my life because I saw my dad and other members of my family they been in construction a very long time, but they stay working. Um, you know, they're older and they're still in the field working. And I kind of had a dream that I could I could do construction, but I could rise up in the ranks and become, you know, a boss, so to speak, and be able to run the project rather than be in the sun every single day, you know, working hard. So that was really my my driving aspiration was to be able to climb out of the field. But I understood that I needed to learn the field uh, at the highest level to be able to come out of it and then, you know, be able to run the field. And uh, I, I did that before I came to America. And when I got here, I actually got the opportunity to um, become a, a manager. And I did very well. I actually um, got promoted multiple times in the space of two years. I was literally running an entire operation in, um, in um, Atlanta in uh, Union City. I built a community called Dotson Woods where we built over 199 houses in the space of like three years. Uh, award-winning neighborhood, customer satisfaction average. And um, you know, after the first year, going into the second year, I was there. It's like God just showed me that he didn't put me there to be here for them. He actually put me to be here for myself. And I kind of got a vision that I needed to start my own company and get the connections to be able to build a company for myself. And um, I kind of just did it because, you know, I like to follow whatever is on my spirit, and I decided I'm going to start a company. I kind of wanted to name it Easy Construction because I always wanted to make construction easy. I wasn't available. when I never know nothing about registering companies, so I started looking on YouTube, you know, and searching online, reading up on how to start companies and businesses and stuff like that, and I learned so much interesting things. I was eager to have a business myself, and um, you know, so then I started a company. And actually, my mom helped me a little bit to get it registered to our house because, you know, I was just in America, newly in America and stuff like that. And um, I, I kept working for the company. So I had my business for a while and nobody knew. And then in 2020, I, uh, I read this book called Think and Grow Rich. And after, after reading this book, it's like this book lights a fire under my soul. I couldn't sit still i just had to do something and uh, i was doing very well i was pretty much um making over six figures you know in america which is a great accomplishment and then uh, i quit my job i fired my boss and decided to become my own boss uh, i just rough in the beginning um but since then i was able to take all the concepts that i learned as a construction manager i was able to identify all the areas that could be done better and, you know, I was able to start creating systems and processes. Uh, now I'm, you know, maybe three years into it, almost three years into it, uh, like 100% on my own. And we've come a long way. We're actually in a position now in Atlanta where we're actually able to build new homes from the ground up, actually studied and became licensed general contractor. So now I can pull permits. I, you know, I have, I build a team of, you know, I have architects, engineers, civil engineers, I have my in-house staff. I have my wife, Marilyn, at home. She's my um, office manager. I have a full-time assistant manager that works with me. Uh, Imran Sheriff, you know, is my like, field manager as well. And then I have a big team of workers that are pretty much I could tap into at any time. Uh, most of them Hispanics. And they do a pretty good job. So now we're at a position where we could actually... Uh, you know, I got agents as well that work with me that have their own brokerage uh, license. I have uh, lenders that works with me that we could help people to, to source funding and things of that nature. I also, like if you're doing repairs and renovations, I have uh, I have uh, construction funding that I can help you get, stuff like that. So I put a whole system together where now if, I, if there's a customer that's interested in buying a home, we can literally put you with an agent help you find your land, you know, I will draw your plan, uh, site plan, whatever it needs, I'll pull all the permits from the city, uh, my in-house team uh, will design your interior finishes, give you a full presentation of all, everything we're going to do for you on the inside, outside, and, uh, you know, take you from dreaming of a home to actually walking into a front door that is built specifically for you. 
So we really set up right now to build from the ground up uh, custom homes, and we have a lot of beautiful clean finishes that we we can in, we introduce into the market. And I have software that I use to manage the business and to schedule, and so it's just amazing uh, what we was able to accomplish. And uh, we have built multiple custom homes so far, and I'm looking forward to building a lot more. Yeah, thank you, Jeffrey. And I think we can already um, know that this is going to be a powerful program because you've just walked us through your entire journey of how you started from the bottom and now you've worked your way all the way to the top and how you, you invested. This is what this program is about. You invested in yourself. You invested in learning, in training, in uh, observing others, in not being haughty, in being humble um, with regards to learning what you needed to learn, to being corrected. To, so that you are able to position yourself to where you are right now. So do me a favor, mute your mic because we can hear the airport noise, but don't forget to share your contact information on the Facebook Live. And of course, I will read out that information uh, later in the program. Uh, so before you leave, Jeffrey, leave your contact information on Facebook. So Ricardo, let me come over to you and you can tell us about, and, and the other thing I want to point out really quick um, to everyone before Ricardo speaks, is that what you will notice, and I only found that out when I was preparing for the program, is that all three of these men who are joining us this evening, they don't only have one business, they each have two businesses. And that speaks to the importance of diversifying. Because I think that many times we become very complacent. Once we've accomplished one thing in life, we have one good job, and we are sailing through and we become complacent. And then what happens? We get fired, we get laid off, and we are left hanging. So I think we can already see from the example of our men joining us, today, the importance of having multiple sources of income. So I want us to keep that in mind as we continue with the program. But Ricardo, let's come over to you and you can walk us through your beginnings and your journey in your businesses. Hi, good evening once again. My name is Ricardo. I am from the beautiful village of Wesley. I, I grew up in a family of um, the family of Mr. Richardson Sentamy and Miss Jane St. Amy of Wesley. And um, we, my, my father came up with this idea of starting a funeral home when he came from St. Croix. And um, that was 40 years, some 40 odd 40, some odd 40 years ago. And um, from there we have grown from our home to now having three different locations on the island of Dominica. And um, that, aspect of, that aspect of the business is where I, he sent me to school to study, to become a mortician, to become a funeral director. I, um, I went to school in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. After leaving school, I decided to join the military where I stayed five years in. The military went to the um, Iraqi war and the uh, Afghani freedom war. I became a, I got injured whilst I was in, so I became a disabled veteran. And um, after that, I went home. I went home to Dominica. I stayed, to, I stayed in Dominica for about six years, right before Maria took place. And um, I started running, a, I, had a, I had a tire repair shop in Wesley, one of the biggest tire repair shops on the northeastern side of the island anyways. And um, I was bringing in tires maybe every three to four, every quarter I was bringing in a container with the tires. So when uh, Maria came through, it destroyed everything that I had invested in, everything. And I decided to migrate to the US. And um, when I came here, I was basically without anything. I was staying at a, a, a Miss Melinda Cameron, a lady from Dominica. Jeff, as Jeffrey's aunt, I was staying there. And um, in pursuit, I was like, I can't sit around here and not do nothing. So I, I went to school. I went to school for truck driving. To the, I got my CDL. And then after going to school, once I was in school, I said to myself, yo, 
I can't work for nobody. I, I so I did the school. I I I went and I worked for a company called PTL Pascal Truckline. And during that process, I decided to open up my own trucking company, where I purchased my when I got my LLC, I got my my business registered. I got everything all my documents in order, and then I just went and I bought a truck. I didn't have no contacts. I didn't have. I didn't know nobody in the trucking business. Nothing. I didn't even know nothing about trucking. Period. I was just like, let me try something, and then. My first load I ever pulled, I pulled it for a company called Star Seal. They're based here in Atlanta. And when I pulled that load, the people was like, yeah, we like your style, we like your spirit. And I've never stopped working for them. I've been working for these people for five years. But what I do is all I do is pull their loads. I run, I have my own business thing, but I run there. I just pull their loads for them year round. And I've been doing this for five years since 2018, August of 2018. So this August coming will give me five years doing my own trucking business here in Atlanta. It has its ups and downs. Trucks break down. You, you, get, you get drivers who don't perform the way you would like them to perform. But at the end of the day, yo, is a never giving up attitude. If you if you come into this thing thinking that yeah I'm gonna make a million dollars tomorrow morning, you are sadly mistaken. You're gonna have sleepless nights. You're going to have days where you're gonna be like yo, I'm giving up. I'm done with this. This thing here so ain't for me. But when you when you keep on striving and you got people in your corner, man, you're gonna pull through. And trust me, I got people in my corner. I've been I've been knowing Jeffrey for the past five almost six years, and we've been we've been good we've been, we've been communicating with each other almost on a daily, and he has been a very motivation a very good motivator to me because when he's going through his struggle, I'm going I'm there for him when he when I'm going through my struggle he's there for me so we've been we've been there for each other and it's and I'm gonna tell anybody in business sometimes. You may not have the funds to do it by yourself. Find somebody who could help you. They, they, there's a lot of people out there who could help. But I'm not going to take up more of the time. Let me let Miss Simone go ahead and do her thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And thank you for that, Ricardo. And again, thank you, Jeffrey, because Jeffrey was the one who recommended uh, Ricardo for the program. So thank you for that, Jeffrey. And as you can see, we have so much to cover. But, you know, after we speak to Carlos about his journey, what I want us to delve a little bit more into as we get started on our panel discussion is why fear did not stop you from pursuing your business ownership goals, because I think so many of us are paralyzed by the fear of failure. Boy, if I start that, I don't have money. How am I going to get started? How am I going to keep going? Where do I start? Where do I get information? And you know, we have to talk about the power of YouTube, because I think YouTube should be a university at this point, because I cannot tell you the amount of things I have learned just from watching quality, quality mm -hmm. YouTube program, not stuff that, you know, is just idle and goofy stuff to make you laugh. That's important too, to take a mental health break, but using resources like YouTube and Facebook groups to help you to get the knowledge and the skills that you need to be able to uh, grow and, and develop a business. So keep that in mind, guys. Once Carlos has finished talking, let's talk about why fear of failure did not get in the way of you pursuing your business goals. Carlos, over to you. Tell us about your journey. Guys, um, interestingly, I did not start my career in the in the um, media business. In, along with my journeys, journey in life, I started as an IT professional. So my first job, interestingly, I, Ricardo was one of my customers. I was just pointing out <laughs> that, that I had, I was a computer technician running around Dominica installing computers for them. I, I did install for even 
as well. This will come with us a queue for, for many customers all over Dominica. And then I move across to mapping, mapping telecoms, and then mapping to, to K4, mapping in receivership. Yeah, I, I went through that whole, whole debacle. Uh, I was a network administrator. I grew up in the ranks. I was acting manager of the IT department and a whole, whole set of responsibilities back then. However, from young, I always had a keen interest in in the media in the media um, business. In fact, my dad here, right in in the in Q, on Q right now, he used, he used to he gave me my first camera that I used to start my business. And so it was a small a small Canon camera, and and even further back when I was in high school, I had a, a little. Do you know those old school um, photo cameras? Mm -hmm. I used to have that. Some I spoiled a lot of um, um, of film already. And every time there was a, a school Creole day, for example, I would bring my my equipment, my my lenses, and I would take my photos. The nice girls in the in the in the Creole outfits. And, only and the girls, Carlos. Only the girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 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 I was still I was still in 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 the IT focus on focus on 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 going in IT. But I, I props to my dad as well. Um, we were the, probably the few people who had computers back when it was a, a, a luxury. So so when so when 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 it wasn't Windows ninety five and and um. Windows XP and those those kind of things. I was I was way back in the one of the DOS kids. You push it, you push the floppy drive in the computer, and you have to and you have to type all the commands. I was way back then, so that is what put me in the in the IT sector. And I still had the, the love for the 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 media business. Fast forward to mapping this. I'm now I'm now working in a media company. Ha, voila! Every every time they they're looking for me in from I'm not in the IT department. I'm I'm in the newsroom. I'm in the studio. I'm somewhere around the and you know I'm knock, knocking at the guys there and I I get into know the stuff that I that I didn't get to learn. But it's not from YouTube. Actual practical experience from from guys who. Um, are in the business, give you give you a couple of tips, things that I would have, would not have learned on my own, for example, and I, I eased in into the the production um, um vibes. Where I started doing weddings, funerals. Again, I, I would meet the the the, the centermies. <laughs> I did a lot of funerals back in the days in up Margot and Wesley. And all over Dominica before before the 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 the, the thing. I, and I used to tell persons from my guys at mapping, yo, let me tell you that now. You see that phone there, that little thing? We get we caught in our study for our big cameras. But that phone going to put us out of business. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to now, the advent of who? MO News. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. but, but but I moved on to doing, I, I focused on more event, event production. So I, I was able to do um, events such as Creole in the Park, um, such a, so, um, the World Creole Music Festival, my company. And that is, that is how I had to make sure that my company was registered. Because when, you, when you're working with, with, with institutions such as those, you, you, you have to be a legitimate um, registered company. Some of them get funding from. Like you, you don't need to go into those details, but mm -hmm. you, you need to have a, a proper, properly registered business. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, yes, you, you, you have you people. People don't don't bother doing that because if I I making my money, I I I doing my business, so I I don't really need to go and and spend a a, a, a thousand five to to go and, and register my company. Register company when, when that thousand five I could take that and put that into, you know, 
for a business expenses. But it's all it's also a good thing to do. It's a good thing to do. Yeah, um, let me, um, Carlos. Let me. Uh, I'll come back to you. But let me jump over to Jeffrey real quickly because I'm keeping my eyes on the time and his flight. <laughs> so Jeffrey, let me come back to you because let us start talking about why fear did not stop you from pursuing your goals and also the importance of the people you surround yourself with, with keeping you motivated because that plays such a crucial role in our success of our, our, our failure. So before you have to jump on that flight this evening, just tell us about why fear did not stop you and the importance of the people you keep around you. Yeah, well, most importantly, the reason why fear would not and could not stop me is because I, I was full of faith, right? And when you believe in something, when you believe in something and it becomes your the definiteness of purpose that like inside of you, you could already imagine yourself there. All the scary things that's gonna show up in front of you. I mean, it's, it's gonna be scary, but you're gonna be you, you're gonna look past that, right? And it gives you some a sort of, of confidence that takes you uh, beyond your fears, right? And uh, a lot of people, what they do is they uh, they allow all the things that they kind of control to kind of determine what they do, right? Uh, but most importantly is whenever you're faced with something that you are, that is beyond your control, it's always important to just take the time out to kind of just look at the situation, dissect it, and, and, and most importantly, put it before the most high. Because if you have faith, God is always going to be first. And uh, if, if you take the time out to really look into your root cause, you're always going to find a solution. And uh, one thing I always do is I always tell myself, there is a way to fix this. No matter how bad it gets, it, there's something I could do. And instead of focusing on the fear that it comes inside of you, then you start searching for the solution, which is around you, right? And, uh, and it's very important, like say, to surround yourself with like-minded individuals, people that actually have a vision like you do and have a direction so you could lean on them. And you could bring the problems to them. They have experience. They'll say, oh, you know, I think you could probably try this or try that. Or let me call this person for you, right? So that's the importance of having a, a what they call a mastermind alliance, not a group of people that you can actually rely on. Uh, and then most importantly, on top of all of that, it's all about educating yourself. A lot of people, they're afraid because they don't know what they're doing. But instead, they don't take the time to go and invest the time in learning more about their craft and the things that they love. And then there's also the lack of passion. If you have passion, nothing can scare you because you're gonna you you you'd rather die than fail, right? So these are the main things I think uh, gets us or gets me most importantly over over my fears and pushing forward no matter what. Yes, thank you, Jeffrey. And again, if you join us later, I just want to apologize for the background noise uh, in Jeffrey's area because he's at the airport waiting to catch a flight, but he made a commitment to be on this program. So he is here with us. So Jeffrey, just mute your mic so we don't hear the background airport um, noise when you get a chance. And Ricardo, let me come to you. Why did fear not stop you? I try to go, okay? Um, so I appreciate everybody. Thank you for the opportunity. I'll still stay locked in, but I got to go, all right? Thank you very yes, much. Yes, and I, and I will share your information. Thank you for posting it on Facebook. I will share it at the end of the program. Thank you, Jeffrey. Safe flight. Yes, blessings to all. All right, take care. Good flight, night. Thank you. Yes, Ricardo, let me come to you. Yes. Why fear didn't stop you and the importance of the people you surround yourself with? Well, I'm going to say in the beginning, I was very fearful because... I was like, yo, I invest a lot of money into this thing here and I don't want to lose it. But at the end of the day, is like Jeffrey said, you have to have faith in something. You got to believe in yourself because ain't nobody going to do this for you but yourself. And I had that, I had that drive in me like, yo, I can't give up. No matter how many obstacles I've faced, I'm like, yo, I can't stop. I can't, I cannot stop because I was, I had my daughter at the time and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do something for her. I, I can't leave her without nothing. And that was one of my motivating drives at the end of the day, in the, in the, in the end of the process was my, was my child. She was 
I needed her to be behind. I needed I needed to make sure that I provided for her a, a, a safe space, adequate. Um, how you call that? Um, I had to I had to be a man. I had to step up as a father, and I did not want to fail. And I did and I wanted to set an example for her to show her that no matter how difficult life gets, no matter how many things that come up, you'd never give up. And then when from the military standpoint too in the sense that that was driven into my mind, like, don't ever stop. We can't stop until the mission is over. And my mission is not over, so I will never stop. And then meeting people like Jeffrey, meeting other people in, 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 in life as, as, as I grew up in doing business in Dominica, doing business here, it, they, it, I saw other people's example and I, said i have to i have to pursue that because i don't want to let myself down i don't want to let my child down and i know that there's other people who's looking at me to give them an example so that they could also pick up that mantle and follow because we we have to be each other's keeper and if we are not here to help one another along life's journey we are all gonna fall short some way somehow and um that was that was part of my motivation, being mm -hmm. there to provide for my daughter, and never having that 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 attitude that you have you have to set an example for other people to see. And when you quit, who everybody gonna laugh at you? And I don't like people to laugh at me. So <laughs> that was that was one of my motivational factors there. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Ricardo, and again, thank you for your service your military service to the protection of this country. Um, Carlos, let me come over to you. And then, you know, let us get into the, the, the nitty gritty of the conversation, because I think, you know, this wonderful motivational session we're having is very important. But the purpose of this program, as we continue to talk about the challenges and opportunities for our small businesses and the implications of unemployment in Dominica, is I want for those who have an idea, those who have a passion, those who are looking to pursue self-employment, get into business for themselves, whether it's a young person, a young man, um, to give himself more opportunities, a young woman, anyone, all the folks who've been stuck in dead-end jobs and they know there's so much more that they've been called to do. I want us to talk about how do you get it done? And a lot of people are stuck on where do you get started? So let us talk about financing. How did you finance your business? So, Carlos, once you've had an opportunity to talk about um, the question we just posed uh, before, then we're going to go into the conversation about finances. So why did failure not stop you and the importance of the people that you surround yourself with? And I can tell your dad, Lambie Charles, has certainly been a very good inspiration in your life. Yeah, I mean, it goes without saying, I, I had a good example to, to look up to. Um, but in terms of giving up, failure wasn't an option. It's not, not, only, not only my dad has good examples, but even, even persons like, like some of my aunts, um, if you know Dr. Dr. Wallace, mm -hmm. uh, there's another aunt of mine who, who, is, who is an accountant as well. The, all these people were persons that I look up to. And I see that they they started from almost nothing, and they they work hard to get where where they were where they are right now. And in my my grandparents, seeing the the work ethic and and trying to keep the family together, trying to do all what they could to provide for their family. So, for example, I at at mapping, I I was. I got the, I was phased out in order for the work out. To put it like that, I was starting to be phased out in order for the work that I was doing. But at the same time, I already had the interest in the media stuff. And I started the, doing, doing the work, doing, doing, doing my little media business. Business was coming in one by one. I, I just went in it head on. I, I saw I saw my dad doing it when he was doing his 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 various business enterprises. I saw him going at it head on. I 
that's the example I knew. That's the, the exact um, example I would follow naturally. When you when you're talking about surrounding yourself with persons who 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 are who are, um, are good. I mean, yes, I met persons such as Mr. Val Coffee. I mentioned I, I did I did some stuff uh, for the BFC for um, the the World Career Music Festival, and that is how we became close because because of the same work ethics, he would come and ask me for certain things to get done. So night one, so, boy, I need I need I need something on for that for that VIP day. What can you do for me? And before the end of the of the the day, the following day, it's already done. And that is that is how we 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 became friends. Now you now you you talk about financing. Mm -hmm. Now I you 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 get some financing from the loan from the from loans as well as um personal I, I was already working, I was already gainfully employed. So a lot of my my money that I would get from my salary, and even doing projects, it was going straight into investment for the business. So I would I would buy my my projectors. I would I would develop. I was probably the first person in Dominica to do to do um, screens, but they were projected screens. Uh, so much so that I I used my service was used for one of the. One of the, the government's um, events, I used to be all over the island, all over the island doing LED screens for, for the election campaign. I, I remember I used to laugh when I saw a report come out about the, uh, rallies and big screens and, and, and bringing people all over the place. I say, yes, boy, Carlos, boy, you go, you, your, your name just don't call, but you, you're reaching those people report. But yes, what that, those are, the, are, the, are the, the kind of things that I would do to finance my, my business. So get whatever money I make. Mm -hmm. I would, people used to be afraid to buy things on, on eBay, for example. I would do my research on YouTube to find out which was the best projector um, that, that was industry standard. And I look up the price on 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 one of one of the the BNH photo studio that that's that's the they go to company for purchasing purchasing equipment and when I look at that I boy to spend three thousand dollars to buy that there whereas I can get a used one on on eBay for for a, a third a third of the price and that can work for work fine for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you're, so you're speaking very well to invest in, in your company, Carlos. You know, I think many young people, you know, they get that paycheck and they want to go buy a big, thick gold chain. You know, they want to go buy fancy shoes, fancy oh, clothes. Um, but if you done. have to dream, you have to have a sacrifice and you have to defer gratification. And I also want to come back, Carlos and uh, Ricardo, to that work ethic. But let me give Ricardo an opportunity to answer that important question, because I think that is where a lot of people who are interested in starting a small business get stuck. They get stuck on the financing. How do I pay for what I need to get the, the, the business going? So Ricardo, your thoughts on that? All right. Well, um, my thoughts on that is I remember when I was in Dominica, I planted a little cucumber garden. It didn't take much of what, what, what was a pack of seeds, like what, $5 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I made more than $5 of my, pack of, of my pack of seeds. So I utilized that money and I invested that money back into myself. And also another way to get financing, I'm not, I'm not even going to tell you to go to no credit union, but I'm sure you got some auntie some uncle, some sister, some nenen, some power, somebody somewhere, everybody can give you a five dollars. And you have to have the mindset that you know I'm gonna use this money and invest it into my dream. Because you have many a times I'd be like, yo, why does this man have this big chain? And I, I, I hear you talk about the chain there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I could go buy 10 chains right now, but 
what am I gonna what what are they gonna show? Like, oh um, oh he have money? Nah. You have to you have to think smart with your money. I've mm-hmm. I've invested in a lot of my of my equipment. I've bought what four since I've been in America doing the trucking business, I've bought four trucks. You know? Wow. So and a truck is not ten dollars. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you have you have to think smart and be like, yo, I want to achieve something. And I'm going to, I have that drive, that mission, that focus to go ahead and do it. Because sometimes we lose focus and we, we tend to stray a little bit, but that's why you have to have them people in your corner to help you put you back on that track and be like, yo, you're messing up a little bit. Get right. back in line, you know? And once you get back on that track, you just got to keep on striving. I, I, I'll, I'll always say there's always obstacles in the, in the, in the journey but your obstacles make you stronger. Every obstacle that I have faced has put me back on that track and has made me not go back into that same hole again, but keep on climbing, keep on pushing. And no matter where you start, you could start as as having a pack of cucumber seeds, you could start as cutting hair, doing whatever, but you try. And you never stop trying because one day you never know where that trial is going to take you. Who is going to see you? Just as um, Mr. Carlos said, he did all kinds of things for, for World Creole Music Festival, for all kinds of things. Is is always trying. You have to try. Even if you fail, but you never give up, you always get back off your ground and you keep on trying. You keep on climbing. Yeah, and Ricardo, I'm so happy you mentioned about your nanan. <laughs> And your power because i have to tell you that is how i went to college you know everyone knows my story i come from no means you know uh when it comes to finances i was richly blessed with wonderful values from my mother medina senhouse and all the women who raised me but i had a father who was an alcoholic and my cousin told me how are you going to go to university on the rum bottles that your father drinks true story and I refused to give up because I had a dream to go to university in the U.S. And when we, I had no other option because the so-called bank in Dominica, we're not going to call no names, that is supposed to be providing student loans, I literally walked to that bank for an entire year. And because one person was not available for that entire year, I could not secure a student loan. But because I was determined, yes, I leaned on my nenen. And my godmother, for those who do not know what the, the, the term nenen means, was the one who put up her land to secure me a loan at another institution in Dominica so I could go to college. So what you speak is the truth, that when one door closes, you cannot just sit and say, well, that is that, that, I, that dream die, and let me go sit on the block with the rest of the guys who are sitting on the block who are poisoning themselves, smoking cigarette and smoking marijuana. No, you find the people who are doing what you already want to do, you surround yourself with them, you share information, and you find out, hey, how did Ricardo get into where he is today? How did Carlos get to where he was today? Because I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that you guys don't come from wealthy families who had big surnames and had big jobs, but you came from humble beginnings. Ricardo, let me come back to you. And then I want us to go, you know, the time is always speeding on me, but I want us to go into the importance of that work ethic because both of you, Ricardo, you spent time in Dominica recently and Carlos, you live in Dominica. I want you to tell me what are your observations in terms of the work ethics of, of Dominica? Because I always say, you know, when I grew up, we grew up poor, but the one thing we knew how to do was work hard. And my concern is that with this handout mentality that we are seeing in Dominica now, I am afraid that that work ethic is being stripped from the Dominican psyche. And that is very dangerous because once you've changed that work ethic, you have paralyzed people and you've paralyzed generations of people who no longer have that work ethic to provide for themselves and to advance their lives. So Ricardo, let me come to you. I think you wanted to add something and then let's talk about the work ethic and then Facebook, I see all the great comments coming in. So keep them coming and get ready guys. We are about to take your calls in a little while. Ricardo? Yeah, I was gonna say also, 
I had a couple of friends who who invested into my dream. You know, like my cousin and another um, friend of mine's, and they put up a lot. They put up like I didn't have all of the money when I first started, mm-hmm. and they put some money into me. They was like, "Yo, we know you got the drive. Let's just try." You know, they didn't even ask me back for anything because they was like they were they were glad to see that I succeeded. The the only achievement, the only thing that they wanted to see was me being successful in my business. And sometimes that's all some people want from from you as a person. If they give you some funds, is to see that you you really went out there and you achieved that goal. You achieved that 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 vision that you had. I've invested a lot of money into people back home as well too. Send I sent like three people to school so far. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I don't mind. I'm, 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 I've invested. I, I, I have I have never been shy on investing. And you you asked a question about the, the, the drain of like where the young guys sitting on the block and stuff like that. I and they're not they're not going out there and working. I think that they have lost the um. You know, back in the day, a lot of bananas was being sold in Dominica. Our agriculture economy was booming. And right now, we don't even have an agricultural economy. We don't have basically, we don't have an economy where anybody is benefiting for themselves personally. Everybody is dependent on the so-called the government to give them something. Everybody's looking for a handout. And I think that is a very dangerous road that we have been traveling on because now pe- people people if if i have a friend who does um tow trucking in dominica and he said before his, he get a phone call the person going with that coming to a letter with him and like yo um my power said i will pay you know? like what happened to your independence my brother what happened to you as an individual being able to stand on your own two feet and not gonna ask no power to do nothing for you. You are, are listening to people. Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the US and the UK and are looking for Dominica products, including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. Listening to uh, the first portion of our pre-recorded program on small business and featuring our motivational inspirational man of dominica so i will make this a two-part program because we covered so much information so i will be sure to bring you the second part of this program uh, next week so you can expect to hear more from our inspirational young man on part two of this program next week so as we continue along with the program as we know fall is right around the corner before we know it august will be here and then we will be looking at autumn and fall so i wanted to look at setting goals during the fall season so this particular uh, extract is from julieleonardcoaching.com. So again, julieleonardcoaching.com. And it's talking about setting goals as the seasons change. So she says the leaves are changing color. Summer has ended. Well, summer will soon end. And I have that back to school feeling. It feels like the season of transition and of new beginnings. And I'm discovering that I'm not alone. As a life coach, I have often focused on the beginning of the calendar year for for new starts and goal setting. But in fact, a good time for goal setting are periods of natural change. And those for me are spring and autumn. How many of you do what I expected and set New Year's resolutions in January only for them to last two weeks 
if you're lucky, with research showing that only 8% of us achieve our New Year's resolution, perhaps it's time to readjust this thinking and shift perspectives. There is new evidence that September is the new January. So many of us are conditioned into that back-to-school thinking, feeling, think new clothes, school bag, new pencil case. In fact, there is a sharp rise in September of people signing up to weight loss programs, searching out career development, going to the gym, changing hairstyle, and working on household budgets. It's also now the most popular time to get married. I also see more people reaching out for coaching, ready to make changes such as changing jobs, get healthier, get rid of a negative thoughts, get rid of negative thoughts, find love, and so on. Why is autumn a good time for setting goals? So that's the question she's asking. And she's going to answer this with some, let's see, one, two, three, four, five points that she's going to make about why is autumn a good time for setting goals? One, achievement. Research shows that people who set goals in autumn are more likely to achieve them. Interesting. For example, those for example, those signing up for weight loss programs are twice as likely to reach their goals. Number two, fresh start. It has the fresh start effect. This time of the year embraces these new beginning feelings. It's a time to shed everything that no longer serves you. Declutter what and who you no longer need and get clarity on what you do want. It is closely connected with having a clean slate, a chance to draw a line and have a renewed sense of motivation. Number three, natural transition. We can harness the natural change of seasons. Following the seasons is closely tied with natural periods of transition and change. Number four, end of the year. It is a time to consider what you still want to achieve for the rest of the year. The year isn't over yet. After another challenging year, it is, it is good to feel that you can take some control and end the year well. What do you still want to do in the last quarter of the year? And finally, number five, jumpstart. You and you can get a jump start for the next year. Starting now means you are well underway as the new year begins, making it easier to continue. Your goals are your roadmaps that guide you and show you what is possible for your life. That's what Les Brown said. So yes, yeah, so a truly inspirational piece here about the importance of setting goals in the fall, the autumn around September. So I, I hope you found the information useful and valuable. So again, julieleonardcoaching.com is the website that you can check out if you would like more information about what she does in terms of life coaching. And that just kind of lines up very well with what we do with Push Past 10 because the concept is so many of us have these goals and we're just not consistent. So the idea is to provide a guide that will treat teach us what we call them, some life hacks <laughs> to ensure that we remain consistent with our goals. So here we are at the end of yet another episode of Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone right here on TVN Radio. As always, it is great to be with you as we get powered up and energized for the week ahead and we remind ourselves of the important life goals that we have set out for ourselves. As always, for more information about Untapped Potential, Roots Connections, and all uh, the programming that I do, you can visit pushpast10.com, triple uh, www.pushpast10.com for more information. And as a matter of fact, right now, our featured video is my trip to Cuba. So we talked about it uh, a few weeks ago that we were going to go to Cuba and what an experience Cuba was. So there were quite a few surprises that we did not anticipate when we planned to go to Cuba. So you will certainly want to check out that 
program that we did on Cuba. So again, www.pushpast10.com for more information. And if you're looking for any of the previous videos, any of the previous programs that we did, as well as any previous episode of Untapped Potential, you will find the link to those programs on Push Past 10 as well. So again, thank you for being here. It is always wonderful to spend this time with you as we get powered up and energized for the week ahead. We will be back again next week at the same time for another episode of Untapped Potential. So until that time, uh, thank you for being here. Remember your life story is your strength. Remember that the challenges you faced in the past have prepared you for the challenges that you face together. So tap in to your potential every day. Remember to stay strong, stay positive, stay engaged, and stay active until we meet again right back here on TDN Radio.